On today's episode of Locked on Canucks, the big day has finally arrived. The day we have all been waiting for. Opening night for the Vancouver Canucks. A full breakdown of tonight's matchup against the Edmonton Oilers of Game 1 of 82 for your Vancouver Canucks. This is Locked on Canucks, and it starts now. Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, I'm your host, Justin Pooney. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Process Sports with an underscore. That is Process Sports with an underscore. I hope you guys are all having a wonderful day. It is a big day. I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast services. Today, we will break down the opening night, game one of 82, like I just mentioned, against the Edmonton Oilers. The Canucks are in the city of champions. They still call Edmonton the city of champions. Uh, that's I beg to differ, but they are in the capital of Alberta to kick off their season against Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, new goalie Jack Campbell, Darnell Nurse, Evander Kane, and the Oilers who will be sporting their new jerseys, uh, which are their old jerseys, but we'll get into that another day. Um, So a big day, massive day. Um, I always equate opening night um, or the first game of the season to like a first date with you know, whoever, you know, going on a first date, there's the nerves, which we all feel because we don't know how this season is going to go. But there's also a lot of excitement, optimism, because it could end up being a flowery, rosy relationship that could blossom into something beautiful, which for the Canucks sake will be a playoff run. Uh, of course, yesterday I went out there and I bloviated and yelled and screamed that the Canucks were going to make the playoffs. And damn it, I still do believe in that. But before we get to the playoff talk and before we get all uh, ahead of ourselves, let's just stick with game one of 82. So, puck drop is set for all you ladies and germs out there. 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 o'clock out east in the Alberta capital. It's the first of three meetings against the Canucks and Oilers this season. They will play tonight, right before Christmas, and then near the end of January. The Canucks are 3 4 and 3 in their last 10 games versus Edmonton, 1 1 and 3 in their last five. Not the best. The Canucks have a 27-18-3-4-3-4 record, of course, which include the ties in their all-time season openers, uh, and 9-8-0-2 oh, a record when they start on the road. Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson is the leading scorer against Edmonton with 29 points. Thatcher Demko will get the start. His career versus Edmonton has been kind of 3-7-1 with a 2.84 goals against average and a 9-18 save percentage. The last time these two teams played was at the end of last season. Uh, JT Miller got his 32nd goal and his 99th point, uh, whereas Brad Hunt and Connor Garland also sorry Connor Garland also scored. And Alex Chieson, no longer with the Canucks, uh, led them in shots. So a big night, massive night. There's going to be a lot of hoopla. I'm sure the crowd at Edmonton is going to be jacked up because their team, their boys that went to the Western Conference Finals that lost to the eventual Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche, have legitimate Stanley Cup aspirations. And as I mentioned yesterday, I pick Edmonton to win 
the Stanley Cup because they have two of the four best players. They solidified their goaltending. They're going to have a full season with Evander Kane. They're going to score a lot of goals. Uh, they're going to be a very high-powered team in this specific division, let's face it. it. has a lot of question marks, so I really don't know what's going to partake. Like I said yesterday, I think the Canucks can fight for a top-three spot, best-case scenario. Um, but when I look at this season, when the biggest thing, the biggest thing I'm intrigued for in this matchup today is how this defense core holds up. How will this defense core match up against a team that has very, 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 very explosive. Um, from the line rushes this morning at um, Morning Skate, the back end was Hughes, Shen, Rathbone, Pullman, uh, Stillman, and Burroughs. Now, OEL will play. Uh, it was just a maintenance day. Bruce Boudreau did say that he'll be 100% fine. They just want to make sure uh, you know, he was ready to play, but he will play. He will play on crutches. I know that's a little bit excessive, but um, I – yeah. OEL was at practice yesterday. Skated alongside Tucker Pullman and Jack Rathbone. So it's going to be interesting to see how which pairing will match up against the McDavid line and how Edmonton might match up. Will they go McDavid dry side like they sometimes do, load it up, or will they balance it out? I think for week, uh, I guess early on in the season, you can expect the Oilers to balance the lines, have McDavid play on one line, dry side to play on another. Uh, so it's going to be a whole defensive effort. Quinn Hughes and Luke Shen are going to have to pick up the slack and you know play well on their own end. Um, OEL, Tucker Pullman, or whoever he plays with is going to have to play very well. Can the Canucks defense score? You're not going to stop Connor McDavid. You're not going to stop Leon Dreisaitl, but can you contain them? If the Canucks can, you know, keep it dirty, keep it simple, uh, and just play a, a clean road game, um, I think that would be the key. If you're not going to, I don't think today, per se, you're going to see. It's the first game of the season, by all means. So you're not going to see a finished product. But what you're going to see, from my thinking, is a conservative effort from the Canucks to play a good team defense from the forward group to the you know to the defense. And, of course, with Thatcher, Demko, and Ned. I don't see them taking a lot of chances tonight because they are shorthanded on the back end. And they're going up against, as I've said on numerous times, the two of the best players in the world. So I think the Canucks make a conservative effort to you know, mud it down, play a grinding game, play a, a muddy game. And just really, really um, play, you know, that fourth line and that third line. We'll, we'll go to the, the forward lines right now, actually. Uh, so it's going to be up front, Miller, Pearson, Besser, Pod Colson, Horvat, Garland, Kuzmenko, Pedersen, Hoglander, Joshua, Ahmed, and Lazar. That's the up front line. So I would obviously assume that the Horvat line is going to match up with the McDavid line, maybe um the miller line we'll see but i think the horvat pod Coles, and garland line will match up against the mcdavid line miller line might be up against um the dry saddle line freeing up the pedersen kuzmenko and hogland now of course jay woodcroft and the oilers have last change so again the matchup game is going to be interesting to see and how you know the oilers deploy their lineup are they going to try to exploit some advantages against the pedersen line defensively try to get mcdavid out as much as he can against Pedersen and get him away from Horvat. That will be a, an interesting dynamic to see take place throughout this game. Um, but it's the biggest thing in this game is going to come down to, again, team defense and can Thatcher Demko steal a game. I think this is going to be, I know it's crazy to say, but game one, Thatcher Demko is going to have to steal this first game for the Canucks. Uh, just with the whole defense core, uh, not being full strength, the first game is going to be, you know, Edmonton's going to be jacked up. Uh, can Thatcher Demko weather the storm? And if he can, 
like I said, I think he's a top 10 goalie potentially in this league. If he can do that tonight, the Canucks will have a very good chance to win. So that's kind of a breakdown of tonight's game. Uh, I'm going to talk about it a little bit more and also dive into what something the Canucks did that's a first uh, in the salary cap era that uh, does deserve some kudos or something like that. Or maybe it's just a sad tale of the Canucks salary cap mismanagement. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24/7 personal monitoring agents who also have your excuse me, always have your back. And here's why I love it. I think I live by myself, and I sometimes I travel back and forth from Vancouver and Toronto quite frequently. So. I want to know that my home safety comes first and whether that's helping an advert break in the effectiveness of technology or just feeling the support by our team. I believe that, you know, I can see crystal clear live cameras from my phone, from off the app. So I always know something's going on and I always know what's going on whenever I'm away. Also, I had had a scare where I thought somebody had almost broken into my home, but it was 24 seven monitoring by an agent. It was definitely something very, uh, brought me a lot of, Peace and harmony, especially when I'm away from home. Customize the perfect system for your in, for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com. Locked on NHL, twenty save twenty percent on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com/slash/locked-on-NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, guys, welcome back to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. As I mentioned, game one of the season is here. Big game. Big, big, massive game. And we, I'm excited for it. I know we all are. But another thing that kind of popped up on Canucks, you know, the news radars this week was the Canucks put together the NHL's first ever, the first ever perfect salary cap. Uh, now, the Canucks, of course, have been known as a team in cap hell. Uh, the Canucks are one of the, you know, considering where they've been in the standings, uh, they've been spending up to the cap and it hasn't been paying off. Well, we hope that changes this year. Uh, remember the Leafs a couple of years ago drew a lot of praise uh, because they came just within $4 of creating uh, the perfect cap. Uh, the Canucks one-upped them. They had the perfect salary cap because they were able to place Michael Furland's $3.5 million LTIR, giving them precisely precisely zero dollars and zero cents zeros across the board of cap space now what does that mean well it basically means the canucks have all this money and they a lot of it a lot of it it's kind of like this you go shopping you have a budget on a new outfit you want to buy your budget is say 200 bucks you spend you leave them all not spending 999 dollars 99 cents you spend exactly 200 dollars you know sometimes you can find better value and you get more for less. Sometimes you overspend and you don't get as good value. But the Canucks, they got what they got. They utilize their budget and they are have no more cap space. They have zero dollars of cap space. Now, that's the first time in the NHL history that it's happened. Uh, the Canucks, well, this is a funny thing. Uh, it's just a signal of just how bad um, this previous regime was. And 
I know I don't want to harp on the past a lot more, but I think it just deserves it's another indication of just how bad the state of this franchise was in uh, when Patrick, uh, Patrick Rutherford, Jim Rutherford, and Patrick Alvin took over. When you look at this roster over the last however many years Jim Benning ran it, there was no reason to spend to the cap. There was no reason to be a cap compliant team. Uh, now they are stuck. Well, they're not stuck per se, but now they have no cap space. They're going to have to move pieces in. And I'm only saw with Jason Dickinson have to sell off assets to get, uh, you know, create some cap flexibility. So I, to me, it is something that should not have happened. Um, it should not have been like that, but uh, kudos to Patrick Alvin and Jim Rutherford for becoming cap compliant and improving this roster. Whether you like it or not, this roster up front at least is a lot better uh, than it was last year. Now, defensively, they're going to have to you know, figure something out and hope these players on their back end have great seasons and can play well because that's the only way they're going to win. And speaking of winning, uh, there's just some, I've been seeing a lot of chatter um online and on canucks twitter about trading bo horvat and uh, i didn't really want to get into it uh because i don't believe in it but it's becoming very noticeable i don't know if it's just people that think that because he doesn't sign a contract before the first um the first game that it's not going to happen um i'm a firm believer that you need guys who are great character people uh in your raw in your whatever your, your roster your team your company whatever guys or girls that me, people that just know how to be a professional people that know doesn't mean they have to be the most talented, the most skilled, whatever, but they just understand how to be professional and they do things the right way. That's exactly what Bull Horvat is. He does it the right way. He's a competitor. He plays hard. He's a leader. Um, he does everything. And He's worth a certain amount of value. Now, we might not think that. We might take Bo Horvat for granted um, here in Vancouver because he's been here for so long. We've never really seen uh, success team-wise. But there's a reason um, this organization put the C on his jersey. There's a reason that following Henrik Sedin, uh, once Henrik Sedin retired and the Sedin's retired, it was almost a guarantee slash given that Bo Horvat was going to be the captain of the Vancouver Canucks because he was groomed and he groomed underneath the Sedins and he was the right guy to be the decision. He was the right guy to be the, to be the leader of the Vancouver Canucks. Excuse me. And I don't see the Canucks trading their captain unless he wants out or the season just goes to from the wayside down and they decide they're going to make whole sweeping changes and get rid of a whole lot of things, which they can't really do. Um, so the way I see it breaking down is I think this deal gets done somehow, eventually. I don't know when it gets done. I don't know how it gets done. But I just don't see Bo Horvat leaving the Vancouver Canucks. He's a guy who is a very valuable commodity to this roster. And I know I'm one of the, I ride the Bo Horvat train and I'm a big Bo Horvat fan. Well, it's because... You know, the guy does things the right way. He might not be them. We might not be JT Miller on the emotional scale and, you know, the point scale. He might not be Elias Patterson skill-wise. He might not have a shot like Brock Besser, but he scores goals, wins face-offs, is a leader, uh, plays the power play, uh, plays physical, and he's accountable. And to me, that is something that is very, very important uh, when I'm looking at a captain and a leader. And J Patrick Alvin has mentioned before that, 
Bo Horvat's a part of this core of their roster, and I don't see him going anywhere. So I just want to touch on that, the Bo Horvat uh, trade at the deadline stuff. We heard it with JT Miller. That was a bit more believable uh, because who knew what was going to happen? He had one year left on his deal. Um, he was a hot commodity, but I just don't see um, them trading him. Now, I've been saying they trade him for a top four right-hand defense with Dante Fabro, Bo and Byram. Let's stop that. The Canucks are going to need to have – you need to have centers to win. And the Canucks need to have Bo Horvat there if they want to have any chance to win. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how this story goes along for the rest of the season and how it plays out. I don't know if it will become a distraction. I don't think Bo Horvat, Bo Horvat will let it become a distraction. I'm still optimistic that something will get done eventually, hopefully early on in the season. So let's see how it shakes down. Let's see what happens. Uh, but Bo Horvat, in my personal opinion, is not going anywhere. Now, one more break, and then we get into the fun stuff because, as you know, the Canucks are back playing meaningful games, which means I am back giving you guys my three best bets for the Canucks versus the Oilers. So stick around for that after this break. And welcome back to Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Okay, so three best bets for tonight's game versus the Edmonton, sorry, three best bets for tonight's Oilers-Canucks game. Right now, the lines are set at the Oilers are minus one and a half on the puck line. Uh, they are minus 184 on the money line. Canucks are plus 154 on the money line. And the over-under is set at six and a half. I'm taking the under in this game because, like I just mentioned early on, this is going to be a defensive battle. Um, now, I think the Canucks are going to really clog the lane and not allow the Oilers to free running gun like they do best. That's how you're going to beat the Oilers. If you let them, if you get in a, a running gun matchup with the Oilers, you are not going to win because they have two of the biggest guns uh, in the league. So I'm going to take the under in this game because it's going to be defensive. The Canucks are just going to play a dirty style of game. They're not not dirty in the sense of they're going to do cheap shots, but they're just going to muck it up in the corners and really try to slow this game down because that's how they're going to be successful. The next one is anytime goal score. Who is going to score? Last year, Oliver Ekman Larson scored the first goal for the Vancouver Canucks this season. Now, I'm not going to take a first a bet on the first goal, but I think anytime goal scorer, I'm going to go with the guy making his NHL debut. I'm going to go with Andre Kuzmenko. I think Andre Kuzmenko will be the anytime goal scorer uh, in this game. I think he will get on the board, and I think he'll, because he's playing with Elias Patterson, he's going to be on the PP1. I think the Canucks will get those opportunities and chances to score goals. So I believe that Andre Kuzmenko will find the back of the net tonight in his first NHL game. He will score, uh, and it will be some positive news for the Canucks um, going forward. My next bet is going to be a little shot props because you guys know I love my shot props. I'm going to take a guy to, sco- to sh- get over three and a half shots uh, in this game, and I'm going to take that to be one. Brock Besser. I think Brock Besser uh, will fire the puck and be firing a lot. Like I mentioned, he's going to be on that second unit power play. So take Brock Besser to get three or more shots in this game today. He's going to be firing the puck. 
he's going to be shooting the puck because he's said he wants to reach that 30 goal plateau. The only way you're going to reach 30 goals is if you shoot the puck. Um, as for the game, I'm going to take the Canucks puck line plus one and a half. I think this game is close. Um, honestly, I think it might go to overtime or shootout. Um, I just, I don't think everything's going to be clicking for both sides. Again, I think it's going to be a game where people are going to be working kinks out. And I think it somehow stays close. I think it's going to be about a 3-2, 3-2 game, 3-2 shootout win for the Oilers. I think the Oilers might win this game in shootout or overtime. Um, but it's going to be close. It's going to be kind of a boring game. But I suspect uh, it will be tight. And the Canucks will sneak a point out and then go head on to uh, Philadelphia where I expect them to win. So that is all the time we have for today on Locked on Canucks. Uh, it is game one tonight against the 7 o'clock on Sportsnet. So I'll be watching. I know you'll be watching. Tomorrow we'll recap game one and take away some of the biggest takeaways that we learned from last little tonight's action and look ahead to the rest of this road trips. I want to thank you for making Locked on Canucks your first listen today. Now your second listen, Locked on Fantasy Hockey, Steel Rodine and Philip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news analysis and advice Monday through Friday available on YouTube Odyssey and wherever you get your podcast services guys take care enjoy the game happy betting and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow